It's Wednesday. It's actually Tuesday night. We're recording in the evening on Tuesday. But this pod will be released on Wednesday because that is the day of the Club Pool podcast. That's right. I'm your host, Barrett Dudley. Clubhouse doors are open. We are in session. I'm here with my main man, Phil Battaglia. What's going on, Phil? Hey, happy to be here. Glad to have you. It's a nice looking shirt you got on. Thank you. This is, that uh, is the, all the, the way from Arcata. Yeah, that's the that's the tattoo shop. Yeah. Grateful Dead stuff. Uh-huh. It's so it's hot, hot right now. Very, Very hot. hot right now. Yeah. Big T-shirt yeah. Matt is uh, in the thick of it as we speak. Is that right? He's in Dallas for uh, Dead & Co. Oh, wow. I thought you meant he was getting a full sleeve tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> he might. You never know. <laughs> Crazy stuff happens at that's, those shows. Uh, that's with our, our our style icon and friend of the pod, John Mayer, Correct. leading the group. Uh-huh. That's right. He um, Did you see him do the, the bottle cap of challenge? Of course. How could you miss what it? What is going on with this bottle cap challenge? <laughs> I, I don't that's know. The, it's the pinnacle of pop culture, though, so yeah. I figured you know, we'd, we'd bring it up and we'd talk about it. The real, the real challenge, though, is the guys that are doing it without somebody holding it. Because okay. you have to barely nick it to where yeah. the bottle doesn't fly off the table. And I, right. And I've noticed that in a lot of these, you can People only see like the top half of the bottle. Right. Because, yeah. Yeah. If you have that thing sitting on a table and can and roundhouse kick it and have that baby spin <laughs> off without the bottle spilling, <laughs> that I like. That That is. Have you even seen one of those? That's yeah. That's legit? I yes. don't know if I have. I've just seen like the Jason Statham one and the John Mayer one. Some dude, I don't recall who the hell it was, but it was a Crown Royal bottle. I remember that. Okay. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. There is uh I mean, dude, speaking of the uh the dead stuff, even Howlin' Brothers, we got there's a new like little capsule collection that like Ooh. plays on like the skulls and begonias stuff and it looks tight. I'm it's in, not out. baby. It's not out yet, but it, it looks really, really cool. Uh, I'm a sucker for a skull. I'm looking forward to uh to that dropping. Um last week we had on our friend Big T shirt Matt, owner of Cisco's, to talk about Yelp and and, and food bloggers mm-hmm. and the restaurant biz. We mentioned your your trip to mexico city yes but we were mostly focused on on uh on what on what restaurants you ate at there and, and how you chose them was it did we miss anything did we really was, was there know, anything that we needed to cover that we didn't about about vacation phil i could do i could um i was gonna say donate i could dedicate <laughs> an entire episode to the dog scene in mexico city <laughs> What was going on with the dogs? Dude, I have no idea. It took me by total surprise. Ashley and I couldn't get enough of it. They're everywhere, and what is so incredible is everybody that has a dog there, they don't, they're not on leash. They're so well-trained. They will sit there and sit and wait for traffic yeah, and then walk with their owners. Okay. And there are a bunch of dog walkers. That's what I put on my story. Right, right. If you haven't seen, uh, if you don't follow Phil on on, uh, on Instagram, at PeebaTag, there's... You described this this the situation that you posted. <laughs> I, well, we kept running across. I'm positive these guys thought that we were like stalking them. <laughs> it happened to be like this group of it's like two or three dudes that are obviously dog trainers and walkers, and they would sit their their like class, which was about a little over a dozen dogs. Yeah, I mean, it at looked least, like a shit ton of dogs. And they would put them in groups by size, so smallest to largest. They'd sit them all down and make sure that they just they laid there. And for like, it was right outside of our Airbnb, like in this little park. So we would watch them. They're out there for like over an hour just sitting and they would each individually take them out to train them. Uh, But yeah, it was quite the dog scene, man. I was all about it. Yeah. (laughs) So if you're looking for a a hopping dog scene. Places to see some good doggos. Yeah. Some doggos and uh, some dogarinos, bufferinos. Other than that, you know, we, we covered the... 
the majority of it. We we did a lot of walking, uh, a lot of steps. So it was it was it's a great walking city. Um, that being said, I mean, if you want to stay in one particular area, sure, yeah. Uh, I, did you see this this wild ass hailstorm that hit Guadalajara? Yeah, what the hell was that? So it was like ninety degrees the day before, and then they got blasted by this some weird temperature thing. Uh huh. And the city was like covered in ice, basically. Climate was, change, Barry. Yeah, it was really really weird, but. Uh, in reading about it, it, it mentioned that Guadalajara is also at like 5,000 feet. Ah. So I guess I, it's just something that you don't think about, that the Mexican right. terrain is like ver- is like incredibly varied. And there are a lot of, I guess, what you'd call mountainous regions almost. Yeah, for sure. Or a lot of high regions, at least. I mean, Kinda like I said, Mexico City, you know, over 7,300 feet. And um, I didn't take the pills. Everybody talks about these pills you can take. I've never mm. heard of to elevation help with like the pills. altitude sickness, yeah. basically. Yeah. But uh, – it was day three, and I, I really got smacked in the face with some altitude. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't hit you, apparently, until you've been there for a few days. Huh. Um, but, yeah, I wasn't expecting it. Well, so you've crossed off Mexico City. Mm-hmm. What's, what's next on your, on your list of destinations? Not, it doesn't even have to be a place where you, that you're booked and ready to go, but like, right. what, are you, what are you thinking about next? What are you, we, uh, what are you percolating on? We're going to be probably sticking stateside. Yeah. And there was a place that we went a few years ago. Um, you may recall it's called Auto Camp, and it's a, you know, it's like glamping, I guess. Okay. But it's it's a bunch of uh, airstream trailers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a really nice modern setting, uh, and by modern, I mean there's like a modern like clubhouse, um, and they're typically secluded. Uh, and the company's called Auto Camp, and they just recently opened a new location in Yosemite. Um, that's been on the list. That's cool. That and awesome. something like that, or like we want to go to the Grand Canyon. Yeah, you, you know, probably knock those two things out in the same trip, can't you? Or are they are they too far apart? They would probably be a little too far, depending on how much time we have. Old geography Barrett over here. I, I know. Yeah, the, uh, I know the uh, <laughs> the National Geography so super well. <laughs> you'd you'd have to get into some sort of uh, aircraft, <laughs> okay, to accomplish that. Well, today we're going to bring it back to basics. Going to talk a little bit, a uh, little bit of fashion. A little bit of sneakers, some drops, uh-huh. some runway shows, that type of thing. We're going to do a lightning round of Hyper Heat. There's been some Spring 20 uh, menswear shows going on uh, at Paris Fashion Week about a week about a week or so ago. Mm-hmm. But before we talk about those things, let's talk about socks. Oh, yeah. Phil, mm-hmm. how often do you think about your socks? Every day. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was Literally. a rhetorical question. Hopefully, you're thinking about them every day, like you just said. Because if you're not, you need to be. Bomba's socks change the way you will think about socks forever. They're the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. They're made from super soft, natural cotton, and every pair comes with arch support, a seamless toe, and a cushioned footbed that's comfy but not too thick. They have a ton of colors, patterns, lengths, styles. They look great in the gym, at the office, out on the town. I mean, literally, whatever type of sock need that you have, Bomba's can fill whether you're looking for just some plain white crew socks or you need that ever hard to find quarter length or you want something cool and colorful, Bombas has it all. Bombas are even what feet daydream about. Plus, for every Bombas purchase you make, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. So go to bombas.com slash cool today and you will get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash cool for 20% off. 
bombas.com slash cool. All right, Phil. It's been a while since we did some hyperheat. Mm-hmm. Talked about some drops. And so I figured we'd just blast through some recent stuff that's been going yeah. on and uh, and take the temperature, right? Yeah. See what uh, see what it's all about. I'm going through this, and, you know, I, like, I had a bunch on my mind. And then I even went to, like, sneakernews.com and mm-hmm. bounced around to some of the websites. And, man, it, dude, it's just all Nike. It's all Nike. No this, shit. These, I didn't realize that. In this year. In this year. Yeah. Um, we've talked a lot about the differences between Adidas and Nike. I've, Nike is better about doing new, different things and creating hype around a lot of different silhouettes and a lot of different styles. Mm-hmm. Like a bunch of this, several of the things that we're going to talk about here from Nike, at, at, at the very least, yeah, at least three of these things that I'm about to mention are all like essentially new silhouettes uh-huh. that we've never really seen before. Whereas Adidas is essentially just continuously, re- <laughs> I mean, how long are they going to ride the Ultra Boost wave? Yeah. I'm not sure. But it's always new colors of that. I did include include a uh, a new color of uh, of a Yeezy 500 on this list, but I just I just feel like the wheels spin over there. Mm-hmm. Now, having said that, I do really really like the Adidas Night Jogger, which is one of their newer uh-huh. silhouettes. Yeah, that's and, cool, and I like the look of those very much. Um, but those are all pretty much general releases, and if you want a pair, you can pick them up. So check them out. We won't be uh, won't be discussing though those uh in specific today let's start with the nike stranger things stuff stranger things Mm -hmm. dropping whole season season three dropping on netflix i love that they dropped the full season on thursday yeah um they have been they've been doing a lot of a lot of collaborations they've got this nike one and i just got an email about a collaboration that they're doing with levi's as well really yeah that makes sense yeah there's and and even if you've been watching the stranger things trailers you can see Eleven wearing uh, like this yellow and black kind of crazy '80s printed shirt and some high-waisted jeans. Are they just gonna? Some, some of the specific items like that are uh, actually available. Really, in the release? Yeah. Are they? I mean, I'm afraid they're just gonna product place the shit out of that show. Uh, it's ripe for the product placement. I would say. <laughs> it look, I think it's already oh, happening. Well, I, I'm pretty sure that some of the characters will be wearing the Nikes too. Uh-huh. You got to expect that if they're if they're wearing the actual Levi's clothing items that they're now selling that the nikes Mm -hmm. are going to be featured as well Mm -hmm. so uh with two drops on the nike stranger thing stuff there was the first one which is all kind of like a green and orange um colorway it's like miami hurricanes yeah did that did the high school gear we got some hawkins high tees hats sweats plus a excuse me a a blazer the kind of the the low retro runner Mm -hmm. and a, a a cortez then the red, white, and blue stuff is coming on July the 12th. And I, I, for me, the red, white, and blue is a better look, more wearable. I like this collaboration. Or I like this little capsule better. Mm-hmm. So that's the one I want to talk about. How do you feel about this About this Hawkins High School Stranger Things Nike collaboration? Yeah, um, it's cool. I, you know what silhouette that I just really don't like is the Nike Cortez. Yeah, it does not do much for me. I have always um, been adverse to it. There, there are. I, I, we even have a couple of listeners who have reached out because they they have purchased Cortez, yeah, and then can't figure out how to wear them. Yeah, it's tough, man. And they and and I do my best finding pictures of dudes that have put together cool fits with them. Mm-hmm. And there are some out there, but something about it just makes it. 
I don't know, very difficult to wear. That toe. The toe is weird. Uh-huh. And it's so, it's like, it's very California kind of rapper specific For to me. For sure. And so when YG and Kendrick Lamar wear the Cortez. It makes sense. I'm like, okay. Yeah. 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 Right. But then outside of that context, it uh-huh. something about it is just a little wonky. No, but I like these, uh, the Tailwind. The ta- that's it. Those Thank are you. cool. That's the Retro Runner. The, the, the new Tailwind, the white and red version is kind of, I think it's the, I would say it's the highlight of, of the whole drop to me. I think it'll be, yeah, I don't know if it'll be the hardest to get or not. The, bla- right. the, the, the green and orange blazer seemed to sell out the quickest mm-hmm. from the initial release. And this bright blue one looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but I don't know if it's as easy to wear, if that kind of solid royal will be as attractive as the white base yeah. from, the, uh, from the initial one. And I really like when they, they're, anything that they're doing with that big, chunky tongue. Mm-hmm. You know? It's hard to, it's hard, the, the tongue game is tough because it's always, you know, it always disappears. With stuff like this, and that pair of Nikes that I got from J. Crew, even though it's not that big, mm-hmm. they're sturdy. And they stay up, and they've got a little uh, pop of color, typically. Um, that's just my picky observation. Do you need a Hawkins High School t-shirt? No, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I, the, the, the high school gear is it's tempting, I guess, because yeah. I think it's kind of – I think it's cool. I like the show. But I'm always I, – I, you know, this is, this is something that we talk about in clothing, in, uh, in clothing graphics a lot. Whether we are into the idea of kind of fake events, yeah, or fake, yeah. you know, or fake schools or fake, yeah, ski weeks or anything, I can't remember like Abercrombie and like American Eagle used to just oh, flood oh. the market with these fake uh, like yes. bars and shit. That and I was put all in, in yeah. on those. <laughs> I don't know how of many, course. I don't know how many fake bar T-shirts I had from Abercrombie and Fitch, but it was more than one. <laughs> <laughs> yes something about a tiki uh, uh, very just a not like racially a surf, sensitive one yeah. it was it was like eat oh eat in the the tagline on it was eat in or walk out w-o-k uh, <laughs> <laughs> definitely not 2019 uh, uh, appropriate um but man i thought they were great yeah when i was uh <laughs> you know 16 years old yeah, so I, you know, the Hawkins stuff is cool. If you're into it, great. If not, it's you're not missing anything. You're not missing out. Nah. Let's talk about another Nike. This is a combination of the React, mm-hmm. some pieces of the React shoe, and the, it's got the 270, the Air Max 270 bubble. This initial colorway was called the Bauhaus, um, and yeah, the Nike Air Max 270 React. I think this thing is pretty pretty cool. This I, is this is heat to me. I agree. I agree. I totally agree. And mainly because of the colorway. The colorway. If this is thing awesome. was like solid black, I'd be totally out. And there is a black one coming. I think oh, it's the next color up. Perfect. But this colorway is really great, and it's totally available on the sneakers app right now. Every, every size. I mean, every, it's a full size. Right? Every size. Yeah. It's uh, a lot of primary colors, a lot of bright saturated hues here. So this is the type of shoe that I would jump on because i think it looks awesome and then i think i might get in in-house and be like oh, i don't know how to wear this right and the- <laughs> <laughs> i wish to god like i get the bubble like that's cool um and it's different but man it just adds way too much uh this thing is already pretty chunky uh-huh. the way that it's designed i don't know i'm just um i'm just leery about that big bubble man so the there's the 270, which is the big half bubble, and then yeah. there's the 720, which is the whole 
yeah. full sole wedge bubble thing. Uh-huh. And I, I finally went to a Foot Locker and put a pair on. Just one. I I picked it up. It was a, it was my size that yeah. was on the uh, on the wall, and I just slipped it on. And I I, I liked it. I, I mm-hmm. thought it was kind of it was cool. So this this is the this is the easier model. Yeah. Of that, it's not as right. big and bulbous as that 720. One thing I will say, and one thing that this shoe does have going for it, the first time that I tried on a pair of the regular 270s, I tried on a pair that had the the black 270 bubble. Yeah. So it had no translucence yeah. whatsoever, and it looked like something out of the movie Alien. I may have mentioned <laughs> that on the pod before. Yeah. But so th- this blue, if you go for anything with this 270 or 720 bubble, I encourage you to get a color that is kind of see-through. Always. Because the solid just makes it look, I don't know, like you're a extra in Jetsons or Star Trek or something. <laughs> Translucence, baby. That's yeah. the name of the game, especially with Nike. Uh, but I love the way this thing looks, and I would really like to see one in person. And I look forward to me- more colors of this yeah. 270 React Air Max Um coming out i wish that it wasn't 150 though yeah then it seemed like it should be like 120 max or, no, or no, 100 any anything with those full air bubbles ah oh. they're going they go higher on it's expensive to put that air in there it is it is every everything i've noticed that everything nike's doing that's 120 or under yeah is is basically just not air max related i got you yeah uh okay let's talk about the the latest from off-white mm-hmm. in nike the terra Kiger, three colorways. This shoe is based off of a track spike, and yeah. it is real funky looking. And this is all hype to me. Yeah, I agree. And here's what I don't. All right, so like Golden Goose, uh, I think a year ago did something similar to where it looks like the shoe has been dipped in something, and there's like a drip coming off of it, um, which is what like the bottom of these soles is, is going to look like. Yes. Like those aren't spikes. So that's eventually going to wear completely off, which I would prefer actually, because you're gonna, not only will you look like you're going to sound like you're walking around in track spikes, <laughs> which yes. is a little odd. All right. Here's what I will say though. There is another co- uh, upcoming release that, that I am actually sort of into. I wouldn't buy them. Um, but it's the Nike Vapor Street off-white collaboration. So it's got the the same spike thing going on. Okay, yeah, that is – I had not seen that. Uh-huh. That's very cool. Don't worry. Go to at Club Cool Pod. We'll post pictures of all these yeah. shoes that we're talking about on the Instagram feed if you want to follow along there. Yeah. That's it's just a little bit um, – More wearable. More wearable, like that colorway. Oh wow! Okay, now it's now you're showing me a side profile version, and I'm not sure it's more wearable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That thing looks like one of those deep sea angler fishes <laughs> with the little light hanging off. Oh of yeah, head. it does, doesn't it? Like a you know those ugly little yeah those things are. It's all ra- round and puffy. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know. I I wouldn't buy them, but it is. You're right. It is all hype here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is any time that Virgil releases a shoe like this, or and I, I could say the same thing for the Yeezy flip flop or that wonky new shoe that Yeezy's about to apparently come out with, with all the, like the wave spike yeah, looking things right. on the side. Strip away the pomp and the circumstance. Strip away that it's a hyped shoe from Off White and Nike. 
would you still want to no. wear it? No, no. And, and on, in this case, the answer is absolutely not. Right. The the uh, you know the the white colorway is cool. I yeah. like it. Yeah. But minus the off white piece of this, minus the Virgil Abloh influence, I don't need or want this shoe. No. Uh, just a real quick for anybody interested in you know archival fashion history, the the drip stuff coming off the shoe is uh, credited to Carol Christian Powell. Um, this brand is sometimes referred to, actually, as CCP. And they're called the Drips. Mm. And it is a R- Rick Owens, Converse, Ramon, Chuck-looking shoe. That's the base silhouette. It's like a cap-toe lace-up sneaker. Yeah. And they were, they're the original that have been dipped in rubber or some right. whatever that poly material is and then dried so that there are essentially those big looking like pieces of of drip on them yeah um but but yeah they're they're just called in the fashion scene they're called drips and they are they're for the archival beasts yeah the, the people that hunt for stuff on grail all day long and are into stuff like number nine and Archive Raph Simmons and that's what you're doing. All that gobbledygook. Yeah, it's uh, that's they're into this. The CCP drips. I will say that, like, yeah, these aren't wearable. But one thing that I really do like, and that is different, is what he has done with like playing with the materials mm-hmm. and how they're using. Like, for instance, I personally had not seen a chunky foam Nike tongue until he came out with the ten. I'm sure it's from back in the archives that they've, you know, that was back from the 80s yeah, or whatever. probably. But putting it with a modern silhouette like that, mm-hmm. I really dig it. That was the first time I've seen it. And I also like, you know, some of the colorways that he does. Um, do I need track spikes? <laughs> probably not. Yeah, and I mean, I like you make good points. The individual components of what he does are always really unique and interesting. The kind of like the mountaineering lacing style on yeah. these is pretty cool. Um, they're just, but, but again, it's, it's a, it's a really funky shoe. And I think in person, it's going to look like a track spike, which is weird mm-hmm. to wear. Mm-hmm. This does kind of lead into a, a, a recurring trend that we're seeing, especially in 2019 right now. And it makes sense with all the unisex releases and the more androgynous style and fashion and clothing that we're seeing on runways and, and coming from brands like acne studios and you know to some extent even something like fear of god or yeezy which is a lot of boxy kind of uh you know non-gender yeah silhouettes Mm -hmm. sort of uh but uh but nike has been doing a lot of shoes that are that are being released as women's only shoes now they've typically been extending the size range Mm -hmm. up pretty high yeah. so that there are the equivalents of basically usually about the highest is like a men's 11-ish or so. Yeah. Uh, but they, we had the Cactus Plant Flea Market Vapor Maxes, yeah. which were a women's release. So you had to, you got to do the calculation and figure out what your mm-hmm. size is. Uh, the, the, this Terra Kiger was a women's release. And there's another Nike coming called the Vista Grind, which is kind of a, it, it's like a big chunky silhouette almost. With a, with that kind of almost element react translucent style upper, and this is it's going to be another. All your Instagram hype beast influencers are going to have a pair of these, dude. And they are, and it's an again, it's a women's drop. So it's just kind of an interesting trend that we're seeing there, 
because it's typically this is like you know i don't know the percentage but this the hype sneaker game heavily weighted in the favor of men uh-huh so yeah. to continue to release these as women's shoes uh-huh it's just kind of an interesting technique just... and i'm not I, and i'm not i'm i don't i guess i don't quite grasp the the marketing ploy the marketing tactic here yeah because they got to know that the drive that the hype mm-hmm. is being created by dudes maybe they're trying to shift that a bit maybe yeah, yeah. maybe so but these shoes in particular, what are they called? The Vista Grind. Vista Grind. Yeah. I swear to God, if you wore, you could walk across town like in these. <laughs> they look like pontoons <laughs> at the bottom. For real. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I, you know. Would you wear that? I'm not gonna try to get a pair. I, I, I'll say that. It looks like you've seen that picture of Kanye's daughter. I mean, I say that now, then they're going to pop up up sneakers and I'm going to hit the button anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but you've seen that, the, the photo of Kanye's daughter in like the, the slip on. Yes. Yeezy like yep. mock-ups. Mm-hmm. That's what this reminds me of. It does. It does look a lot like that. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that maybe the, maybe this is where it's pushed me sometimes is when one of these, when a shoe like this Vista grind or the Terra Kiger comes out, I know that the bigger women sizes that, translate to like your men's nine nine and a half ten are going to be the most sought after mm-hmm. so i do think oh well maybe i'll grab maybe i'll grab that for laura uh-huh like maybe i could try to get a, a smaller pair and, and laura can have yeah. some hype, hype sneaks right so i wonder if that's where they're pushing if that's yeah. one of the reasons they're pushing that is because they expect men to like all right well if i can't cop a pair maybe i'll cop for for boo for boo right and you you're adding sales there and maybe hooking Hooking some ladies. In, I can assure into, into the game. you that Nike has done their homework. Yeah. I mean, they don't make many missteps. Yeah. Uh, okay. Final piece of. Uh, okay. So give me your on this Vista grind. Yeah. Hyperheat on this on this thing. I think that it's hype. Okay. I I, I kind of like this one. Yeah. I don't want to wear it, but maybe I do. <laughs> TBD. <laughs> TBD. I like this better than the than the Terra Kiger. I'll say that. Yes. So. For, for me, for me personally. I agree. If you, if you put my size on the table right here and you were like, you can walk out of this room with one of these. Right. I, I would take the Vista grind. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last one. Let's switch it up a little bit. Let's talk about a Yeezy 500 in bone white. They're releasing these for the whole fam. So men's, ladies, and child's, and toddler, and infant sizes. All whole fam's coming up. Yeah. What do you have on? What, what so color I'm is actually it? wearing my 500s today. These are the salt. Those are 500s. the salt. Let me see. And here, here's what I, here's what I'll say. Man, they look similar to these. To the, the to the bone. To the white? bone. Yeah. The 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 sample photos that I saw of the bone white had like a like a gum sole. Yeah. That I really that I thought was cool. Uh huh. The the new photos, which I think are the official ones, that's a lot less distinct it is it looks like the sole is is a slightly different color than the bone white but it's not gum like right. it was in in some of the pre-release photos that i saw which i don't like as much i i still think this colorway is cool at this point in the game the 500 is still probably my favorite yeezy sneaker mm. i'm really really surprised that the 350s continue to sell mm-hmm. like they do mm-hmm. and i mean they're not like it it's not 2016 anymore but 
when they drop a colorway that's a little bit more limited, like these most recent ones, I think called the Lundmarks or something. Yeah. It's a pretty instant sellout with decent resale value. Um, it just, it, I don't know. It just, for me, the 350 is just kind of old. I agree. Uh, they were never, never comfortable. And that is what, that is what I would also say about the 500 is that I don't find them. I don't find these things that all that comfortable. Really? Yeah. Our friend Ross Bullen says they're extremely comfortable. He on thinks his that feet. they are really, really comfortable. And maybe you know, maybe it's just like every bone in my body is like I'm a Nike boy, and so <laughs> I I just can't find Adidas comfortable or something. But and I, I also have weird feet that makes me, and I, I they don't look weird. They just are, and they it makes me size in weird ways. But this is a nine and a half in these, and I actually had a ten as well, and the ten was more comfortable for me, but looked like I was wearing clown shoes. Right, yeah. So, and it's like, it's funny how that half that half size can make a difference. Yes. But I have this issue in, in like in some Nike stuff too. And it's be, I'm almost positive it's because the last for a size and then it's half size sibling is the same. And so that's that's like some, some technical shoe stuff. Mm-hmm. But essentially what that means is like they build the base and I, I don't even really know how that's possible. But, like, I think – I don't know. There's, like – basically what I'm trying to say is that – this is this happens to me specifically with, like, a Jordan 1. I I wear a 10 in a Jordan 1. Yeah. But there's, there's like, a full thumb of length in my Jordan – in my 10, size mm-hmm, 10 Jordan mm-hmm. 1s. So I, I, I size it in length almost like I would a running shoe. Yeah. And that half size down to a 9.5 – I'm just like, like, I'm jammed yeah, in there. Yeah, that's crazy. And it's just, it's not comfortable. And yeah. I, so every time I get a pair, I'm like, I spend about two weeks wondering, like, oh, like stressing <laughs> out because I'm wondering if I should have gotten the nine and a half instead. But then every time I just like, I, I'll try a nine and a half or yeah. I, I'll see one that some off color way in a store and I'll try the nine and a half. I'm like, this, I would be so uncomfortable in right. this thing. So, you know, anyway, I, I like this bone white. I think if, I think if you're, uh, you're still on on the hunt for a pair of 500s i think this is a cool one you know? easy easy to pair with easy a lot to of pair things with a lot of things good for summer so uh so i'll i'll declare the bone white 500 heat i agree heat all right that's it for our uh for our sneaker talk today and uh next we'll move on to uh to some higher fashion a little bit of clothing talk some spring 2020 menswear shows just kind of run down a few of the highlights for mm-hmm. you we won't uh won't break down any of the brands showing uh too too specifically before we talk about that, let's talk about sleep, specifically what you sleep on. That's right. You know I'm talking about Lisa. Love Lisa. Fourth of July. It's Thursday. Get your red, white, and blue, and then get your red, white, and snooze because it's Lisa's Fourth of July mattress sale. You looking for a new mattress this summer? Meet Lisa and start getting your best rest ever. We talk about Lisa all the time. You know I've got one. I've got the uh, the hybrid mattress, formerly known as the Sapira. That thing features premium foam, individually wrapped springs. It's got both of those technologies combined, so it gives you the best, most enhanced sleep experience. But there's also the award-winning all-foam Lisa mattress. That's the classic, the OG. It is awesome, too. That's the premium, exclusive foam, great for comfort and support. And are you worried about getting a mattress online? Don't be. Lisa has your back. Every single mattress is backed by a 100-night in-home trial. That's right. If you do not love your Lisa, 
You can send it back for a full refund, no questions asked. These things are made in the USA, and ordering your Lisa mattress is easy and stress-free. All you have to do is go to lisa.com, and for a limited time, Club Cool listeners get 15% off mattresses, plus, plus, I don't know if they've ever done this before, but you're going to get two free pillows with any mattress purchase while supplies last. Wow. That is via Lisa's 4th of July mattress sale. Lisa.com. No, you are not dreaming. Not just yet anyways, but you can be. You can get the best sleep of your life. Go to Lisa.com. Get 15% off your mattress order, plus those two free down alternative pillows while supplies last. But you got to hurry because this sale won't last long. Save today. Snooze tonight. Visit Lisa.com to shop their sleep products and start getting your best rest. Okay, Phil. Second part of today's potty. Let's talk about some spring 2020 menswear shows. Uh, Paris Fashion Week menswear was uh, about a week ago. And, uh, and some, of the, some, of the, some of our faves started showing. We had Jacques Mew, we had Lanvin, Sakai, uh, Alix, Amiri, Rick Owens. Had a bunch of stuff to look at. And, you know, I, I, I browsed through, I perused. I just kind of wanted to, to, to see what we could be looking forward, looking towards for, uh, for spring 2020. And so I've got a list of, uh, of a few highlights here, and I just wanted to, to run them down and get your thoughts. Number one, Jacques Mew, Jacques Mew, sent a farmer's tan down the runway. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> I love that. So big news for all you golfers out there. It's in. The farmer's tan. It's the, it's the hottest new accessory for spring 2020. <laughs> this show, the, real quick, I think it's the, the, one of the coolest runways I've ever seen in my entire life. It's awesome. I, I, uh, Jacques Mew just started doing menswear. Uh, this Spring 19 was the first collection, if I have that correct. I, was not, I did not end up procuring any items, um, even though I had lots saved in my wish list. It just didn't work out the right pieces at the right price and the right size. But I love what they're doing. This show really, I mean, like the farmer stand made sense here. A lot of this is like very country oriented. Mm-hmm. It's very like East Coast beachy in a way or French farm town Yeah, are, are some of the vibes that I got from it. Um, there is a absolutely killer couple pairs of boots throughout this show. And I, I'm, I'm with you. There's a cool runway, a cool show. And I, I like the clothes a lot. A lot of a uh, lot of, of individual pieces in here that I would wear, and I just always like when brands do the men's and women's together. Kind of get a full picture. Yeah, of, that's true. Of, of what the line looks like uh, from from both sexes, and and sometimes the pieces kind of intermingle back and forth. Um, so yeah, that's a lot of great prints, cool pants, great colorways, great colorways. Yeah, uh, but the farmer stand definitely is <laughs> the highlight. Is the highlight, and so it stood out to me. Okay, uh, number two. We had mesh tank tops, and yeah. Yeah, the the two that I, I I noticed them at Amiri and I noticed them at Rick Owens, uh-huh. and John Elliott even just released mesh tank tops for summer two thousand. But haven't we been seeing those for quite some time now, like in lookbooks, and they just never came out? Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe we've seen some. I think John Elliott did the the ones that were like extremely long him. Yeah, which is kind of his mo. I, I think. You know, th- this one from Rick is almost more like a like a basketball jersey mesh. Yeah, and Fear of God has done some of that as well. Yeah, uh, the the new John Elliott ones, and then these ones on Amiri though are like borderline on like crochet mm-hmm. almost, mm-hmm. a very open knit. And you're right, it's it's definitely. 
I think we have seen it recently, but as we've talked about right here on this podcast before, sometimes these trends kind of like bubble mm-hmm. and then they either just kind of dissipate or they kind of really ramp up and a lot right. of people start showing them. And I have a feeling that this is not going away. Hey, I bet they're comfortable as hell. Yeah. So I'm, I'm the the it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I don't know, a mesh tank, it's weird. And then I think about it, I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I'm kind of in and out on this at the same time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My main reason for saying that I'm out on a mesh tank is because it's very much like designed to be like a layering piece more so than, yeah. hey, look at my nipples in this mesh tank. Yeah. <laughs> and it's too hot to layer in Texas. At the same time, that's kind of why I'm in, in on it is because maybe the reason that you can't layer in Texas summer heat is because you don't have any mesh tank tops. Maybe. I mean, it's like you're not wearing anything. <laughs> it's it's the lightest layer that you can have That on. you could possibly have on. Yeah. So, yeah, I like – I mean, again, I'm not going to be wearing it, but I – so anyway. Will get you a mesh tank top. No, no, wait. <laughs> I, am, I am back in on – not necessarily the 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 standard tank top, but the cutoff, which I've been seeing like okay. from. Um, I actually really like the ones that satisfy. I because. was just about to say, damn, I couldn't think of their name. Yeah. Satisfy. Yeah. So satisfy running. Yep. Is that their official name? Uh, it's just I. Th- uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I just say satisfy. Those I'm in on. Yes. Those I'm in on. Yeah. But uh, and even you know uh, the the every once in a while if there's like a vintage tank top look. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but if, for the mesh, I mean, these guys make it look great, of course. They really do, yeah. Oh, one thing I wanted to add. Amiri has really hit his stride, in my opinion. I agree. Um, a lot of the stuff that he was putting out in years past, I mean, he hadn't been around that long. It just kind of seemed like it was like um, a crossover between St. Laurent um, and John Varvatos. Yes, just over and over again. He, like he re- he rode the Eddie Slimane coattails for, after that after right. his departure from Saint Laurent for multiple seasons. I mean, essentially did the exact same thing. Right. Yeah. You know. Um, but and by the th- way, I really I like Amiri. <laughs> it is one of the brands yeah. that I'm like most drawn to at the moment. I'm uh-huh. constantly looking at their stuff and shopping it and trying to find it on sale. And so I'm, I I I I say that derisively because I do think that he was being a little bit. Um, derivative mm-hmm. with some of the the stuff. It wasn't like cutting edge, like, and no. you would think that he's like reinventing the wheel the way that everybody was just going fucking crazy when he first yes. came out. Yeah, but but this show in particular, um, and I mean, I really li- I, I really liked Spring nineteen, and I think Fall uh, Fall nineteen looks good too. This is something totally new, that, like not really like it's got that it 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 has some of those bones in it mm. of that kind of yep. that California rocker mm-hmm. look. But he, he put a big twist on it for, for spring 20. And I, I thought it showed a lot. I, of, I love it. A lot I think of that um, I'm, I have a lot of respect for him for sticking to the skinny jean and not going down the, everybody's doing like the huge wide leg for everything now. Yes. Also, he is killing it with the footwear and yes. whatever I'm seeing here. So the, the, those gray boots. The that, gray boots are Holy sick. shit. Yeah. Um, it's basically like, and, and, and we've, this is another thing that we've seen a little bit of is this kind of Western influenced Chelsea boot. Mm-hmm. But the ones that he's showing for spring 20 are like, look to be a perfect version of it. Oh, to they're me. sick. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's doing a great job. Um, so speaking of Amiri though, you're right. He did stick to his guns in about half of his looks. Yeah. 
he is not getting rid of the skinny jean. No, he's not. But he is adding. Yeah. And that's that's the third highlight that I have is we, we have like the modern bell bottom essentially mm-hmm. all over runways for spring 20. Uh, and I expect that we're going to continue seeing it as as, uh, as we get closer to uh, the fashion weeks coming up. Uh, I noticed so Celine, our our man Eddie Slamane at there at Celine, mm-hmm. not a skinny jean in sight on the on Celine's run. Right. In fact, it was exclusively what I, I what I'm basically describing as the modern bell bottom, uh-huh. because it's a, it's it's a less exaggerated shape. It's still very it's slim in the top block, but not too too skinny mm-hmm. to where it like strangles your knee and then goes ba-boom yeah. right at the end. Right, 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 right. But it's slim at the top, and then it's it's kind of, it's, uh, it's opening up towards the ankle is a little bit more gradual. Mm-hmm. And so it's still a really interesting shape, and it's one of these things that, like, it looks amazing on the runway, and, Am- and Amiri did a bunch of this as well. A lot of skinny jeans, but... There's also this much looser pant silhouette and jean silhouette that's got this kind of baggier ankle. Yeah. And um, what, I, what I'm most interested to see is how long it takes this to catch on. Because Amiri and, and, and Saint Laurent and Celine are, are some of these brands that celebrities and, and athletes really gravitate towards. And yet I, I just – I'm. I can't picture that pant silhouette coming down an NBA tunnel. Yeah. This, you know, next season. We'll see. I like, can, can you picture LeBron throwing that no, on? No, hell no. But maybe a dude like Kelly Oubre? Yeah, or, or Russell Westbrook. Or Russell Westbrook, yeah. Westbrook will probably try it. He'll try anything. <laughs> he will. He will. <laughs> uh, but, but, yeah, it was, it, it was interesting because – just just to see it at, at Celine and Amiri, those that kind of new, because it's not even what what I'm talking about here is not even like uh, just a baggy pant. No, know? like right now, like like 2019 has been all about kind of like this 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 straight leg, almost like worker pant, yeah, style. A couple of cuffs in there, kind of Carhartt vibes, uh-huh. right? This is this is a different. Again, this is swaggier and loose. Yeah, it's more modern and more modern and and. Yeah, has this kind of interesting opening at the ankle. And and one thing I wanted to add is Celine, like going through all these looks at the for the show, how many Mick Jagger looking guys does he have in his stable? I mean, holy shit. Every one of these guys could be a Mick Jagger impersonator. Yeah, I, I don't know where he's got a from, type. But Eddie definitely has a type. He's it, got a type. It's it's pretty phenomenal. And you know, he he considers himself I, I believe I, from what I gather He's like more into his photography than he is into fashion. Really, and he—that's—that's that's what he loves capturing—is like the rock star youth, uh-huh. essentially. Then why didn't he go after Harry Styles? Yeah, I, I don't know. This is him. I mean, a lot of these guys look just like him. Maybe he thought Harry Styles wasn't cool. Maybe he was Maybe. like, I hate, "I hate your music, you you One Direction <laughs> Maybe. POS." Maybe I don't know, but I could see him in this stuff. And one thing I really appreciate about Amiri and Celine is their runway shows are actual. They're actual garments that are wearable. It's not like some conceptualized thing. Oh, like we're you, about to talk about, right? <laughs> like that you don't even know what you're actually looking at. Yeah, yeah. No, I. That's 
that's always better for me. And I'm like, yeah. for, I'm all for like con- conceptual. It's fun runway shows. Yeah. And wh- another one of my favorite brands right now is Craig Green, uh-huh. who typically does like some kind of batshit stuff mm-hmm. on the runway. Now, some of the stuff he does, like I don't know, he like sent out these weird kites and and silhouette, like almost they look like uh, like police silhouettes of of bodies like taped. Oh, really? Things and they were like attached to the backs of the models. Man. It was it was weird and interesting, and I thought it was cool. But I'm with you. It's always nice to see the looks presented uh-huh. in like in the in a digestible in a way form. in a digestible format. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the fourth highlight is going to be exactly the opposite of that. <laughs> the I mean, Tom Brown uh, went bananas. Yeah, he, he went absolutely insane on this show, and he usually does something weird and interesting. You know, we've seen the giant David Byrne like mm-hmm. Kanye low pump suits before, where the shoulders are just right. like six feet wide. Uh, the whole suit is actually the whole suit jacket. Uh, this had giant shoes that were shaped as footballs. It had tutus and dudes uh, doing ballerina stuff. It had massive, like, houndstooth and tartan cloth football helmets. There were a lot of cups and cod pieces. It was uh, nuts, pun intended. <laughs> and, I mean, it was just, uh, you know, what's it like to be at a show and th- this starts coming down the runway? I mean, it was... It I was, bet it's fun. It probably is pretty fun, but this is... You know, when I see a show like this, I can't help but think about Zoolander. Yeah, where it's where it's almost it's almost like a caricature of the fashion industry. It's like it's tongue. It's got to be tongue in cheek. This has to be like mocking itself, right? Yeah, I mean, Vetmont is the ultimate right mocking job. But I, I mean, this is it's just. I think that what he is something. It, in my opinion, I think that what he is doing a very good job at. And what he's going after is like this, like gender bending. Mm-hmm. Because this show was very gender bending. Yes, you know, like one of those shows. There was those guys that were coming down the runway that were half bride and half groom. Like the back of them was a wedding dress, and the front was like a tux. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, I'm in on the cup. I'm gonna pick up one as soon as I can. Yeah, uh, a cod piece, a little uh, seersucker. Striped. I'm gonna get the seersucker cod piece uh, cup. Okay. And uh, hopefully it goes on sale on Black these, Friday. Maybe one of these big Victorian uh, cage uh, skirt that. cages. Yes. Yeah. That's... What another? <laughs> so I saw these images of uh, Serge Ibaka like hanging out at the show, like mm-hmm. with Tom, and he's in like a kilt, okay. and like he look. I mean, he looks fine. Yeah. But like, I can just—I know this isn't how it went down, but I just—I imagine like the conversation being like, "All right, Serge, you're getting the VIP treatment. You're going to get front row at Tom Brown." Um, but here's the thing. We're going to need you to wear this skirt. <laughs> <laughs> and so you're going to wear the skirt, pal. Otherwise, you're not getting the, the, the front row seat here. But, okay, that's probably accurate. I, I mean, I think if you get invited to that, then you're kind of expected to to wear the, the label's latest. But, but I mean, it, it, we talk about how this stuff is, like, not very digestible. It's not presented in a way that is wearable in real life. Like at least they don't make you come in 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 one of these in these football shoes, <laughs> dude. It's it's crazy. Or uh, or wearing one of these massive cod pieces underneath a cod you piece. Know, uh, at the uh, I don't know what to call it. It's that big. It's that vol- voluminous underwire skirt thing. 
that was under jackets and shorts and then just on top of things as oh, well. Man, it's out there, dude, and it always is, and um, I appreciate it. And so is uh, Rick Owens is too, man. I mean, those shows are wild. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he's just – every single show he's designing – the wardrobe for another like Mad Max reboot. Mm-hmm. The thing about the Rick shows, though, is 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 like I, I'm fairly certain that Tom Brown knows this is not how his stuff is going to be worn. Yeah. With Rick, it's like I think that he's putting it yeah. out there like you should wear it like this. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> dude. You should wear you should wear this and have your and have your ding dong hanging. Uh huh. He's one of the most interesting and intriguing people. Yes. In the whole in the world, but especially in the fashion industry, <laughs> absolutely. He and his and that that's his wife, right? Yep. Those two, I, I, if there's interviews of them, I want to watch them. <laughs> I have to watch them. Uh, they're out there. I'm sure they are. definitely are. All right, Phil, you got anything else for us? Um, no, that's it. Okay, <laughs> that's about it for me too. I hope that this, uh, I, you know, I know that that. Some of you guys, you, you don't love it as much when, when we go deep on, uh, on the higher fashion type stuff. So hope that you, that you stuck with us through this podcast. For more digestible and relatable and, and less expensive type things, go check out patreon.com slash club cool where you can join for $2 a month. And, uh, and, and I like to put out listicles. Recently, I, I've, I've done kind of 10 great versatile sneakers and uh, in June, we did a list of the of the all the things, accessories and clothing and shoes and just random other stuff that we're feeling that are under all the things that are under fifty dollars. You get that one got a really good response, so I think we'll just kind of try to make that a monthly yeah. occurrence. I'm starting to put together one right now. We'll, we'll get Phil's picks on there too. But uh, but yeah, you can kind of patreon.com slash club cool. We're trying to get to two hundred followers, and, and when we do that, we'll open up the hotline again. But, um, but, you know, there's also community discussion on there. Recently, there's been some talk about uh, guys trying to find a new DOP kit, of which I am one. So I put some of the brands that I've been checking out, and some other guys responded with, uh, with some stuff that they've been looking into as well. So check that out. That's, uh, that's, that's where we can discuss and talk and, and share links and send you directly to some of these shoes that we're talking about. So that's patreon.com slash clubcool. It's only $2 a month to join. And um, I'm, it's 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 best actually to join early in the month, like right now, because you're not going to get charged until August first if you go join right now. That's nice. Yeah, that's nice. You can follow the podcast at Club Cool Pod on Instagram. You can follow me at Barrett Dudley on Instagram and Twitter, and you can follow Phil at P Batag on Instagram. And that's going to do it for another episode of the Club Cool Podcast. Happy Fourth of July! We will see you next week. Thanks, everybody.